Well, howdy, folks. Welcome to Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number 40. Out the window of my little room above the garage here, I can see our old truck, our old snowplow truck. I just pulled the plow off this week. Always tempting fate when you do that around these parts. The old snowplow truck's been running pretty good. Just yesterday, I stopped by to see my buddies Chris and Justin at the shop, and they welded up the tailgate for me. So now I kind of doubled the value. It actually closes and stays in place without falling off. Anyways, it's been running pretty good. That has not always been the case, as, uh, as I'll discuss here in a little bit. I also, last week, took my first road trip of any length in months. And while it was good to hit the road, I did kind of immediately slip into some bad old habits. So this week's Roughneck Reflection is a piece from the book Million Billion called Truck Snacks. I have a very bad habit of eating late at night. It may be my undoing. It certainly put me in a bind last week when instead of driving straight home from a job in a nearby town just 20 minutes from the farm where our refrigerator is filled with fresh and original victuals, I pulled into a gas station in order to buy some food. Food, in this case, being a euphemism for snacky treats not available at home where things run heavy to fiber crisp crisp veggies and the occasional kale-based smoothie. As I shut off our old plow truck and slunk into the convenience store, my internal voice was saying, you are making naughty nutritional decisions and possibly violating your marriage vows. But then this other internal voice hollered, Hey, day-old apple fritters, only a buck. It is not important to tell you what I bought, although somewhere there exists security cam footage of me chasing the last dill pickle slice around the vat with a plastic spoon so that in a pinch I could say I ate something green with my roller dog. I hustled back to the truck with my contraband and turned the key. The starter cranked and cranked, but nothing else happened. My face went as white as a powdered mini donut. It wasn't because of the truck. It dies about every four months. But how was I going to explain where and when it died? Nervously, I nibbled at a kettle chip. Then I called for a tow. But for reasons having to do with the attached snowplow, none was available until morning. Now I had two additional problems. One was how to get home. The second was how to explain to my wife why I was at the gas station after midnight. I briefly considered saying I was getting gas, but A, I had just filled the truck the day prior and she knew it, and B, the truck died in the parking stall nearest the store entrance, nowhere near a pump. Even if I went with the refueling ruse, I'd still have to explain why I reparked the truck so near the donuts. Desperate, I got a can of starting fluid and, in a contortion worthy of a roughneck acrobat, pumped the accelerator and twisted the starter while reaching around with my free hand to spray bottle throttle in the general direction of the carburetor. The engine fired and rattled like a diesel, but it wouldn't sustain. I briefly considered driving home with the hood up while spritzing the engine compartment with ether, but suspected this would lead to arrest and cracked pistons. It was now nearly 1 a.m. Rather than wake my wife, I arranged a ride home and slipped quietly into bed. At dawn, I told her the darn truck had died again. 
Where is it? she asked. I told her, and her mouth said, Okay. What her eyes said was a little more complicated. You could tell she was doing a little logistical math based on prior knowledge of my bad habits. I told her the truth. I would like to claim this as testament to my character, but I had done some math of my own. This was clearly one of those situations where the first cut is the deepest, but at least you don't wind up tangled in the razor wire. Furthermore, she can detect the scent of artificial cheese dust from 40 paces. I was rewarded for my honesty when, upon returning to the scene of the crime, the truck started at the first touch, saving me the price of the tow. I drove directly to the repair shop, arriving greatly fortified by a two-day-old apple fritter I found in a bag down by the gear shift. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, one thing is those apple fritters are fine, but man, you haven't lived till you've had a blueberry fritter from the gas station. And and if you really want to get like right up to the edge of almost illicit drugs, which I've never had, but it's got to be close to the feeling you get when you take one of them day old blueberry fritters, and you you just touch it up in the microwave for about twenty eight seconds. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I know I shouldn't eat that stuff, but what's better than gas station coffee and donuts in the open road in a truck that might not start when you shut it off but feels like a dream as you roll down the country road with a little dab of donut sugar on your snoot? Might have possibly even done that yesterday. Um, I did notice while I was reading the old rooster, I just let him out and he's going nuts out there. I wonder if you could hear him. Doesn't matter, I guess. That's sort of an organic sound. Hey, folks, I really do appreciate you tuning into these deals. I just sit down and talk like maybe you were here having a blueberry fritter with me. and uh, But I don't take it for granted, and uh, we'll keep doing it and as long as you keep listening. So until the next time, I'd say swing by sneezingcow.com if you wish and if you have the interest in time. Otherwise, I would just say, well, I suppose, forward. <laughs>